Hey friends, um, so I got a little darker one for you today. <laughs> um, so I'm messaging a pile of my cousins because their dad just died. He was my uncle growing up, but um, hit my aunt, who's my dad's sister, they divorced when I was, I don't know, 14 or 15 or something. Um, so didn't have a ton of connection with them for the past like 15 years or more. Um, but I, I, I would see him around and whatever. I'm sort of close with my cousins who obviously see their dad all the time and yeah, and they just lost him. And it's uh super sad cause he is, he, he was young. I mean, relatively speaking, like probably 60 ish and great guy, just like a fantastic guy. So it just sucks. And it's hard on it. I guess what I'm saying is it's harder on a lot of people besides me, you know, it's hard for me to see my family hurt, but like, obviously my dad was fairly close with them. And so he's going through, it's just a thing, you know, this is sort of things that happen, um, tragedy strikes in a family and whatever. But the point of this is that, so I just texted all of my, well, his kids basically. Um, and it's, I just, I guess I wanted to say like, this is sort of the, the, like Kayla, this is me like logging like a life lesson for myself on this, um, this record of, of my thoughts that is this podcast. And it's this thing that I've kind of learned over the years. And it's one of those, my dad always calls these adult lessons. He would use that term growing up for things like we always, it, it, half the time it was useful. The other half, it, it was always useful, but it would rub us the wrong way and be like, dad, shut up. Like, it's not like, don't give us your adult lesson speech when we're doing something immature, but he would instill in us these things and say that it's an adult lesson. Like you show up to, like, we never wanted to go to wakes growing up, you know, why would you? Um, it's uncomfortable. It's somber. It's especially if, if you're not like close to the person, it feels like, you know, what do you say to somebody who just lost their dad and you don't like, maybe you don't feel hurt because it's far enough away. But it's, so it's this weird thing where you have to be like sad and you have to be careful. And I've been to a bunch of wakes and cause he, he would have us go to wakes like early on. It was always like, Nope, we go. Like he, he didn't really shield us from, from that, which I think is important. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> you know, you, I've, I've been at wakes and you end up like having too good of a time. Like if it's somebody somewhat distant and you sort of just start t chatting with other people and, and then you just start laughing about something and then, and then it's like, wait a second. Oh wait, am I supposed to be laughing? Is this like, now I'm in like sort of a happy social mood and I, now, and it's fine with a little group I'm with in the corner, but then I'm going to go see the grieving and I have a smile on my face. Like how weird is that? So there's all sorts of those little things, but whatever. One of the um, sort of adult lessons that he instilled in us was like, you go to wakes, even if it's someone distant. Basically, this is the lesson that he always taught me is you show up, you turn up, you err on the side of showing up. So even if there's a part of you that thinks it's going to be uncomfortable, I don't necessarily belong there. Is it my place? I'm like right on that edge of too distant that it's like, you know, whatever. It's like, when you're in, and I remember when I like would, when I've hosted wakes for my grandparents, the three of them are gone and, and you see people who show up where you go, oh my gosh, you turned up for this. And it's, it, you never, ever feel anything like you don't belong here. You always feel like, wow, you care about me, you know?
it always sends that message. And so it's a tough thing to do, especially for me. It's sort of uncomfortable to extend myself in scenarios like this to people who aren't super close to me. Um, and so I reached out to my cousins when he was in the hospital and that was even that it's like an important thing to do that I know now to do. And then I, I, I guess for the past, he passed a few days ago and I like didn't want to text right away. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm not close enough to just text as soon as I hear the news. So I'll give it some time, give it a little bit of time. And then I kind of like hemmed and hot on it, pushed it away, you know, because it's like, I have to sit down and focus and write a carefully worded message that, you know, navigates these waters delicately. And so I got, but I got other stuff in life going on. So it's like, ah, I'll do that maybe hopefully. And then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, I think it's too late. Like now if I text, it's like, Hey, it's been like three days, man. Like, did you just hear about it or, or did you wait or, you know, whatever. And, and but I just knew like, so this is the lesson is like, just always default to reaching out. You feel like it might be too late. Reach out. You feel like you might be too distant. Reach out. You feel like you might not have the words to say, reach out. You feel like you might say the wrong thing, whatever you reach out. That's what you do. You do that thing because all that matters is that you reached out and you showed that you cared and you're going to regret it if you don't. And I, I sort of carry things like if I didn't out of all these little reasons, and then I were to see them, I'll feel a little bit of like, Oh, I didn't reach out. And then I might even drum up like animosity that they probably wouldn't feel, but it'll always maybe be there. Like that's how a relationship sort of becomes more distant or erodes over time when you're not there for somebody or whatever. So it's like, yeah, it's a hard thing for me to do. I'm not the type to just naturally come to people's emotional aid. Um, I, I'd say I am that type for people in my life, like close to me but not for people who aren't like in my everyday life. It's not my nature. So I have to sort of put that on and just, that's the adult lesson. And so I did that. And they all, just like when he was in the hospital, and I reached out, they all responded because it's almost like, I almost, I almost want to say like, don't respond to this. Like, don't feel pressure to respond. Just give me a like emoji if you want, like give me a heart emoji, but don't, you know, I'm not trying to make your life harder by having to respond to a bunch of people. Um, but I think that's, I think they want to, you know, they cannot if they don't want to, or they can, and they can, you know, and they did, and they appreciate it and it builds our relationship and it's just the right thing to do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This is an adult lesson that I have. To, and so there's a, there's like a service sort of thing. It's not a wake, but it's like a, not a celebration of life, but it's like a time to, get together. He wasn't a religious man, so they're not doing it at a home or anything. He's not being buried or anything. I think he's being cremated. And so we're going to his daughter's house on Thursday. She's inviting everybody to come and share stories of, and this, so this is like, oh man, I'm going to be in this environment of mostly people who are closer to him than me. And, and it's in someone's house and my family's house. And it's kind of, I'm, I'm just straight up sort of dreading it like socially, you know, I kind of low key dread just a party there, you know, they're great people, but that's just how I am. Um, so yeah, but it's one of those things where it's kind of nice when you don't have to make the decision because the decision is made for me because of the adult, adult lesson my dad instilled in me. That's just like, and my mom too, you just, 
you show up. You don't even think about it. No excuses. You just, you show up. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, and it'll, and you'll always be happier for it. So, so yeah. Um, yeah, there's that, but you know what, while we're here, I was taking my walk this morning and this is actually unrelated and related. I didn't think about my uncle when I was, when I was formulating this thought, but it actually is somewhat related. I was thinking about my grandparents. Um, cause I, I was just, I've been like a way to fall asleep for me at night lately is like, I, I, I always have trouble falling asleep, turning the old noggin off. And I have to do this kind of ritual of like <coughs> distancing work from bedtime by at least like two or three hours and thoughts of work. That's the hardest part. And I have to like focus on other things, but then the other stuff I want to focus on is still kind of stuff that keeps you up. Like I was watching a world war two documentary or I'm watching like a veritasium science thing and Really, the best thing to do is watch like Seinfeld or something, but I, I kind of don't want to even do that because it's so mindless, um, which is weird because I believe me, I love mindless, you know, <laughs> watching TV or whatever, but whatever. Anyway, so what I've been doing is just kind of laying there reading like local history on my phone about where I grew up and whatever. And so I just kind of looked up the, the little town I grew up in and it's just kind of interesting. It's like, this town was founded this time and then a bunch of it was founded by the germans but then they all kind of moved on and then a big giant wave of italian immigrants and it's it was largely italian almost entirely italian populated until like probably 15 years ago and a new wave of immigrants um uh yeah arabic immigrants and african and things like that that now there's sort of more mixed population but when I was growing up, this town was all Italian and my entire family is all Italian and they all lived in this town and owned pizzerias and shops and different things. And it's where I grew up and lived. And, and I was just thinking about like, if I were to walk down the streets of that town, there's like signs of my family everywhere. There's Riccioni's pizzeria, my dad's cousins, and we would get pizza from there and they'd hook us up all the time. And basically we had links to like every pizzeria, like an Italian pizzeria mafia situation. It's like everybody in Buffalo eats pizza all the time. And all these pizzerias are owned by local Italians, at least in, in where I grew up, Lovejoy. And so, but if I were to walk down that street, I would pass the school that I went to that's over a hundred years old. That's now like a Buddhist monetary monastery, but it was a Catholic school and church for over a hundred years. And um, and if you keep walking down that street, you would see my grandpa's shop. You'd see the house that he lived in and did a remodel on or whatever, and, uh, lived in for like 70 years or something and basically built the thing, even though it was already a house. And then the shop he owned and ran, he did like heating and air conditioning, but he had a craft store where he sold model trains and we would go and get like pipe cleaners. And he had like dollhouse making stuff, you know, like a lot of hobby shop stuff like pinewood derby car stuff and and he ran that shop in retirement he did it before retirement as well he always did like two jobs three jobs actually he worked at the ford plant um as well but anyway so i, I don't know i was just thinking about basically that shop and how like sort of a legacy for him even though it's closed now um and i was just thinking about how fleeting a life on the internet is like i don't think my grandkids are ever going to walk by livewire.laravel.com and go, wow, my grandpa made that, you know, but both of my grandparents have done things that 
you know, they like my other, both of them fought in the war, one in World War II, one in Korea. Um, I don't know. They did stuff and they have a legacy because they did stuff in the real world, basically, is what I was thinking. One of them built a cottage in Springville from scratch and dug two ponds and overlooks the city and had every family reunion there and all the kids like I was grew up there catching snakes and fish and frogs and whatever, just running around and getting into stuff in the woods. And yeah, so they, they built legacies, you know, obviously there's emotional, social legacies, but there's like physical legacies and I'm not really building a physical legacy. There's a part of me that would love to someday engage with the real world. That is a missing piece with the internet is my life on here is flourishing and it makes me feel like I have that. But if the internet goes out, I got nothing, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing that, that has my stamp on it where I live, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's just another thought about legacies and how much does that even matter? Um, I think it sort of matters, but then you think, yeah, after two generations, nobody, I don't know my great grandparents, you know, and I'm, you know, it's just like the one person in the family who's the historian and remembers this stuff or digs and looks and does ancestry and whatever. And, and then you just get one little line at a family reunion where it's like, oh, and he built his house lifting brick by brick from the seaside to this little Italian village. And, and like, okay, great. What does that mean? What does that matter? How much does any of it matter? I guess this is nihilistic of me, but, but I also think that way it's like, I guess, I'm sort of a stoic on the side and it's like, I don't know, this whole life, it's fleeting and ephemeral and death's coming for everybody. Um, so what does it matter? You just construct a meaningful life for you here to make yourself happy and the people around you happy and provide meaning. And that's, that's what you do. And that's that. Um, so for now that's creative endeavors, but yeah, I don't know. I guess this is why people want libraries named after them or something, but I don't know. It's just a weird thing. Like I was even thinking about my uncle and he did so many house renovations. His house is beautiful now. Um, my dad went in there on his deathbed basically. And was like, didn't, he was describing it to me. And I, that's the house that his family grew up in. I've been there a hundred times and it's just sounds like a totally different place. It's like, man, he did all that work and now it's just gone. Now he can't enjoy it. Now it's going to get sold to somebody else. And that's gone. Like all of that for what? For nothing you know, um, at the end of the day, of course it's for some, this is whatever I'm saying this to you. I would never say this to anybody who knows this guy, <laughs> but it just feels that way. That's like, ah, oh, that's so sad, man. It's just, you work on stuff like that and then it's just poof, it's all gone. Um, yeah, so that's a bummer. I told you this is going to be a dark one, but, but that's, you know, I'm always kind of balancing that or bouncing between like, I guess in this stage of life, I'm in the building stage. And so my perspective is a little different. It's easy to just forget about the fleeting nature of life and how we're all headed towards death and, and, and just kind of live in this moment where you're acquiring things and building a house and building a family and, and all that, where you're kind of climbing up the hill. It's easy to forget that, oh yeah, like this is just a hill we're climbing up just to climb down, you know? So those thoughts don't make me want to just abandon progression in life. They, I guess they just make me think about how I need to keep it in mind and that, um, to, I guess, focus on things, focus on things that matter and recognize that my brain might think something matters that it doesn't and that it, the reverse might also be true. So I don't have a, a conclusion here, but this episode is about death and coping and family and adult lessons and building houses by the Italian seaside. So see you.